Go for it. This is Lynn Rivers from lynnrivers.com, and you're listening to Room Room Beer with Jeff Smith, reminding you to feel better, be better, and do better. Boom. Mic drop. It's going down, and I say, well, I won't say it. (laughs) All right, I'm going to hit stop. I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Nelson, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, it's going great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, excited to be here today. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It's one of the, uh, uh, I think I manifested it, if you believe in that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yes. It seems, yeah, you know, it's like, I, I know you guys reached out to me so that, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is shit I want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's like the hardest part of the money thing. It's like getting yeah. debt free is like, it's like the, the most difficult pill to swallow. So you are at debtfreedad.com. So talk a little bit about what you're most excited about at debtfreedad.com. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I mean, I think I've got one of the best jobs in the world is I get to help people with a really sensitive topic, which is totally. money, money, stress, debt, right. right? you know, not being able to save paycheck to paycheck living. And and one of the reasons why I love it so much is because uh, I'm, I'm not speaking or teaching or helping people from this like ivory tower that I've built over the years. Right. Or, right. Know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a normal dude, live in a normal house, drive normal cars, have a normal family, have same types of challenges everybody else does, except... I just made a decision a long time ago that I just wanted to handle my money differently after struggling for so long. Right. And, uh, and it's, it's just fun to be able to help people not, not just with their finances, but it's just, I I don't think people quite make the connection of how connected their financial situation is to the rest of their life. And and if you get your finances in a better place, man, it's just this amazing ripple effect. So to be able to help people with that, and I, I get excited about it every day. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you reached out because like I said, I, I, I have this sort of like, feel like I, I've been so blessed and lucky just to like learn early a lot of the really key lessons in life. And just through no, you know, I'm just walking around like Magoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I trip and I fall and I go, oh, shit, I need to be debt free. You know, something like that, you know. Yeah. And it never really got all that bad, but we'll get into it. But let's let's go back in time and talk about you when you had debt and you were struggling. So... Like, yeah, well, let's talk about that. Well, I think I lived a pretty typical American life, you know, just this um, very consumer driven, always relying on payments and and credit cards and financing to get the things that I wanted in my life, focused really heavily on my credit score, making that the ultimate thing. And right. And really. Right. Right. And, you know, and really not just the other basic stuff like, you know, budgeting and prioritizing saving and things like that. I just, I kind of live like the typical American, you know, hyper consumerism, always needing the next greatest thing. Always told myself, you know, like when I get that raise, when I make more money, I'll do better then. But then that lifestyle creep hits, right? And it was just like, I bought a better house, better cars, went on better, better vacations. And it just kind of seemed like 
no matter how much money I was making, I was, I was just never going to get ahead. Right. And, uh, I finally, as I got into my late twenties, uh, especially in my late twenties, uh, and even early thirties, I, I just got, uh, I just got tired of stressing about all the time. You know, it's just, I had all these things, but I, I didn't have anything to really show for it outside of just a bunch of payments and debt, you know, uh, <laughs> right. losing sleep. And, right, you know, right. I, I had a decent job. I liked where I worked. Okay. Um, but I was at the ceiling of where I could make it there. And you I knew topped I, out. Okay. I topped out. Right. I, I knew that there wasn't really going to be any other place that I could go to make the same kind of money. And I was just, I was just kind of burnt out of it, but I always wanted to run my own business. But then when I started looking at my finances, it's like, man, there's no way in hell I can even quit my job and, right. and lose my salary to start a business. Like, <clears> I'm just not in any financial situation to do that. Right, you know? right. And uh, my first marriage ended up ending in divorce, and uh, money played a little bit of a role in, in why that marriage ended. So I can definitely see how money plays, you know, a significant oh, yeah. role in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was at that moment where I had a two-year-old son, Noah, at the time, and, and I was just kind of like, I, I need to figure this stuff out. I, I was losing my home to foreclosure because neither one of us could afford the house. Wow. Okay. And, uh, this was during that uh, 2010, to kind of, well, 2009, 2010 housing. Yeah, that happened that to everybody. Happened, you know? Right, right. Yes. And Everybody you know, ended up some, suddenly underwater. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, right. We were so we were underwater. We couldn't sell it. So luckily, we were able to short sell it. So we didn't have to actually foreclose. That We did short sell it. Okay. But, you know that's still a very humiliating thing, you know, to go oh, yeah. through and, and yeah, yeah, scary yeah. too, scary too. You I know, had they, a lot of friends have, that just walked away. They, they do that thing where they just kind of like let the yeah, bank let it go. F- foreclose on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you, and there's don't that. you take like a hit on your credit score forever? Oh yeah. 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 yeah I mean, yeah. there's For seven I mean, years. I, or something. Yeah. It's, it's on there, but I think, you know, you're, you're pretty much maybe outside of maybe fancy financing maybe that they can do, but you're pretty much SOL and get another house for at least a minimum of three years. Wow. You know, wow. When they you do can't get another, sell, so. you can't get another mortgage basically. Yeah. Yeah. For a wow. while. Right. You know? So <clears throat> I went, I went to the renting, uh, you know, obviously I rented after that for a while and, uh, sure. and I, you know, I, I finally was just like, you know, I got to do something different with this and, and I got to figure this stuff out because not only am I struggling, stressed all the time, but here I got this little kid and, and this kid's going to look to me as an example of how to handle their finances. Like, and I'm, I'm a disaster. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just terrible at this. So. Right, right. So I just started doing some self education. You know, I started reading books, listening, yeah. listening to podcasts, taking seminars, taking classes, and and I just started making it a priority in my life to learn how to do this stuff different. And I just started practicing some of these things. So like, basic monthly budgets, living below your means, right? Saying saying no to debt, and and really focusing on more of the holistic side, the behavior, the habits, the choices, and. Right, really right. kind of figuring out why is it that I'm spending the money on these certain things and and how can I change that? Mm. And uh, after about four or five years of hard work, I, I failed my way out of debt essentially is what I did. You know, I just tried and kept <laughs> right, trying right, and kept right, trying, right. fall off the wagon, try again, right? And eventually I made it. Yeah. And um, along the way, which was crazy, uh, people started asking me for help because I was talking about how life-changing it had become. Like I actually had money in the bank finally. I was feeling less stress. I was able to go out and do things, paying cash for things. Right. And I'm just a, I'm just a normal <clears throat> incomer. You know, at the time I was probably making 50 grand a year. I mean, yeah, so yeah. it wasn't like I was making this yeah. huge income or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about and, like the income necessarily. It's more no. about the spending side, really, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah, how yeah. you're how you're managing that. And mm. uh and people started asking me for help and I was just like, "Hey, I I can share at least some of the things I'm doing. I didn't do it for money at the time." And I was like, "Hey, what I just kind of did these things or did this based on your situation. And then they would come back to me months later and say, holy crap, Brad, like this stuff's working for me. This is awesome. Wow. And uh, I really started falling in love with that process of, of how much of an effect it was not only having on my own life, but just right. on other people's lives too. 
Wow. And nice. uh, I got this crazy idea that I could open a business. And, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then you did. And I did. That's, that's coming up on nine years ago now. I've been doing this full time for eight. And wow. uh, I've helped thousands of people now all over the world, traveled all over the across the United States, Canada, doing speaking engagements and all sorts of things. Now I got this podcast that we've run and yeah, yeah. And I, and again, I, I just love it because I'm, I'm just this normal dude. And there's these people <clears throat> out there that think just because they're normal, make normal incomes, they can't win. And it's like, hey, uh, we're going to teach you how to do it. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so it's a lot I, of fun. Yeah, I get it. And, you know, I checked out your website and you've got like these real life people that you know, yep. I could be related to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ordinary folk that right. were in debt and they figured it out with your help. Yep. So that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So like when your, uh, your co-host Amber reached out to me, I was like, yes, you know, I yeah. have people in my circle of friends that, you know, need this kind of thing. You know, yeah. I'm not right. in a position that they come to me and they go, what do you do? I, I don't know. I haven't had debt in a long time. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I have no yeah. clue. Well, what did you do to get out of it? Well, I paid off my credit cards. Well, that helps me not at all. Right. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> I did a, I did a lot of other stuff though. All those things that you just talked about, like, you know, and we can get into this. I want to, but it's more about for us. I think it was as a family, both my wife and I for sure had to just learn like this series of lessons, like what you're talking about. Like yeah. buying that thing is not really going to make you happy very long, right? Whatever that thing is. I mean, yep. yeah, you get like this temporary, tiny little, ooh, right? And then it's gone. And the yep. thing you want to do next is do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's totally not worth it, you know? And you have just described kind of the cycle of, you know, um, impulsive, wasteful, and uh, you know, yeah. consumer consumerism type spending, and a lot yeah, of yeah. people get, right. get trapped in that. And it's easy to do in today's society. I mean, it, it's can, encouraged, basically. You know, it's, it's encouraged. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so no, no guilt, no shame, no blame, right? Yeah, because we none. all did it. Like when we all I do it. when I was a kid, like I was saying, I um, I think I got my first credit card when I was still active duty, and I was in Hawaii. I think that was my second active duty assignment. And I just was like on that thing is like, hey, I've got all this credit. Why not use it? It should be fun, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, so I met my, my wife in Hawaii. We got married in 1993. So if you do the math, we've been married 31 years. Crazy. Awesome. Good for you. Congratulations, man. <laughs> pretty weird, right? That's, that's a pretty rare thing nowadays. Good I for know. you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, but coming into that marriage, I now I forget the number. Let's go with, I think it was in the neighborhood of $12,000 of credit card debt. All me, all stupid. Like one big thing that I never used, I got a Roland JV80 keyboard, never learned how to play the keyboard. <laughs> and the rest, but you had it. <laughs> the rest, well, I played with it, right? Yeah. I plugged it into my computer and I, I ran MIDI programs and made right. it make noise, but I never, you know, never really learned, you know, how to never, yeah. play the piano, which would be right. a good idea. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ended up selling that, but it got a little bit of money, but nowhere near what I paid for it. The rest of that twelve grand was strippers. 
my gosh, straight that's up, funny. <laughs> straight up strippers, right? So, you know, fast forward. Now I'm married, so less strippers, right? <laughs> I, I, I already, I already had sold the the keyboard, right? Um, but my wife and I got again super duper lucky when we got married in Japan. The proceeds of the gift, the cash gift, yeah, from the wedding in Japan. Came out to be about twelve thousand dollars, so gotcha, we had okay. twelve thousand dollars in the bank, making you know, whatever interest you get in the nineties. I can't remember. Not a lot, right? Yeah, and right. then you know, twelve percent, fifteen percent, whatever it is on that credit card, just sitting there, right? And I'm like, doing what you did. I was like, oh yeah, I have to take that cash and I have to pay off that card, right? And I, right, and I right. try to explain it to my wife, right? And she's like. Yeah, we wouldn't have debt, but then we wouldn't have any money, right? And I was like, right. But this money costs more than that money is making. So right, I, I get it, right? So she's like, no, we can't do that because we have to have money. And I'm like, huh, how am I going to get this through? <laughs> so it just so happens that we had a mutual friend. So she was like uh, doing Japanese tutoring for one of my bosses that I worked with. So I, I was like, Colonel Boomgart, you got to help me out. Okay, Yayoi has this thing, right? I explain the whole situation. And I say, suggest to her that it might be a good idea that we pay off the credit card with savings. And she comes up to me and says, hey, you know what we need to do? <laughs> we need to pay off the credit card with the savings because I didn't yeah. say it anymore. <laughs> right. That's the sort of stuff that you go through. You know, that stuff, but that you bring up a good point when it comes to relationships. I think this is the, this is like, if you're in a, in a disagreement about your money and your finances, when it comes to, you know, your, your relationship, I think bringing in a third party party, actually super helps. Yes. Because you're, you're no longer, the conversation is no longer like, well, you suggested that or finger pointing back and forth. It's like what this person said. And it opens up the conversation between the two of you about what that person said, not what the other one said. Right. Right, right, right. And I see this all the time in our program. You know, we have, uh, you know, we got a membership program and we'll have a lot of reluctant spouses that come with their spouse who really want to do it. And uh, one of the things that we tell them to do is, well, just play the content and the stuff around them. Don't force them to sit down and watch it. Just play it around them. Right. And I okay. guarantee you, okay. play that it around will open them. up. Con- right. Got it. <laughs> play it around them. Like okay. when you're in the car, just hit play. Don't say like, hey, we're going to sit down and listen to this together. Or don't, don't make it a thing. Just play it around them. And by me talking, I guarantee you, they're going to come back and say, I don't like what Brad had to say there, but at least it opens up the conversation between the two of you to begin to have a proactive conversation because right. usually the conversations are always around like when things are bad, like the yes. credit card didn't get paid or, you know, there's, the cars needs to get fixed and we don't have money or right, you know, right, Johnny right. broke his arm and we have all these medical bills now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's you know, all wrapped up into these like different roles. Like yeah, we have yeah. to do this for the family. Right. Right. And, you know, and then once you commit to doing something that like a vacation or something, right. 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 That, you know, you probably can't afford. Right. Right. (laughs) But then, you know, you're in it. Right. It's like, well, I I have to be the provider. Right. So there's all these these different ways that like society is going to get you or, you know, conventional thinking. Let's say that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, this is what your job is as a dad. Well, really, what is it? You know, it's to live a good life, you know? Right, right. So let's let's talk about like the process. Like 
I was I, I suggested to Amber we talk about an imaginary family with say like mom and dad they've got good jobs but yeah. they've got mm-hmm. like three kids and a lot of debt okay so what what does the process look like some so somebody joins <laughs> yeah so generally speaking I would say the first thing that we're obviously going to discuss is um, is first looking at what are you doing with your money right now? You know, uh, we just shared a statistic on our podcast. I talk about this one a lot because it's kind of eye-opening, but upwards of 50% of millennials, that's half of a generation, right. have no idea what's going on in their bank account. They don't even look at it. Have no clue what's what's going on in their bank account. So huh. one of the very first things I have people do is, <laughs> wow. is, is yeah, it's crazy. And, and, and uh, one of the first things I want people to do is really get um, acquainted with their finances. And that is, let's go back and look at the last three to six months. And if you're an overachiever, you want to do more, go back and do the last year and go back to your bank accounts, your credit card accounts. If you're using like some of these apps to pay for things like Venmo, uh, you know, Apple pay, you know, PayPal, like all these things, look at those accounts too. And, uh, start printing out statements or saving them digitally and start going back month after month and seeing where's all our money been going. Mm, Right. Um, this right here is very eye-opening for a lot of people because most people who are living paycheck to paycheck, especially those who are making a pretty decent income, right? You know, they start to realize very quickly, like, oh, oh, I, I we actually, we actually do have money. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> wow. Okay. It's, it's just been going to a lot of the wrong things, you sure. know, and sure, sure. Uh, there's a there's overspending and just you know things that we're not paying attention to. I mean, it's not uncommon, Jeff, for me to have people go through this and they find hundreds of dollars a month, sometimes even thousands of dollars a month. Right, um, right, right. That that's going to things that aren't helping them improve their finances. So the first step is really is really about creating more of an awareness mm-hmm. around your finances, where your money is going, how much money you're bringing in and what's going out. Right, right. Once you're done with that, then you can really start to say, okay, wow, I, I guess we we do have some things that we need to work on when it comes to, you know, behaviors, habits, and choices. It could be like, hey, I don't plan well enough when I'm going to work and I'm stopping too often at the convenience store. I'm picking up soda. I'm picking up sandwiches. I'm buying right, food. Right, right. And all of that stuff is inflated prices, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe we make some changes there and more planning at home where we're not spending nearly as much going out. It could be going out to eat altogether. I'm not one of these people that says you can never go out to eat. You should right, never right. buy coffee. You should never do all those things. But, you know, you need to be there aware. has to be, right. right there has to be a reasonable amount there that's still allowing you to also either save or pay down the debt that you have. Right. right. Um, so, you know, the other thing too, is this gives you an opportunity to say, what, what things am I willing to get rid of altogether? Like when you start thinking about where you want to be financially and uh, right now you're feeling crummy, you're feeling stressed. You'd like to have a savings. you like to pay down, like you mentioned, maybe it's credit cards, you know, um, <clears throat> What are you willing to sacrifice in order to get there is a great question for yourself. What do you want to sacrifice in order to get to where you want to go? And mm. and, a, and once you kind of have an awareness of what's actually being spent, you start to realize like feeling better about my money, having actual money in a savings account, paying off credit cards is more important than this stuff over here. Right. So we're willing to sacrifice some of these things. The other thing it gives you an opportunity to do is shop around things. Like, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for me to see how many people have insurance that they've never shopped it around. They just, they don't do it on a regular basis. And, one of the areas where I see a lot of people being able to save a ton of money is on insurance by just shopping around their insurance premiums and their rates and getting Mm. the best deal. I mean, I've seen people save (laughs) thousands of dollars. Yeah. Thousands (laughs) of dollars a year just doing that. 
you know, it's not not something so, you think about necessarily. No, I mean, right. you're not paying attention. It's just easy to overlook because you're busy, right? Right, right, right. and uh, it's just not something you're really you're really thinking about. Or those those little things that are like our ten dollars a month monthly subscription things. Bingo! Yeah, subscription. Those things. Like, are we, those things are so you know. Uh, it's just like, and there's like social pressure on those oh, things. Yeah. I remember right. I was in massage school. And somebody was like on, you know, whatever, you know, Spotify, insert whatever here, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to send you my uh, uh, playlist. Get on there, right? And I, and I I like your playlist. I can't listen to it. I don't have a subscription. And they're like, don't be cheap. It's only 10 bucks a month. And I'm like, oh, right. no. <laughs> yep. Whenever right. I hear subscription, right? And it's... I, I already much- have one, right? <laughs> Yeah, and you and you said the secret words there. I mean, how much money have we all spent with those words? It's only Ooh. yes, <laughs> yes, the thousands of dollars that have slipped through my fingers over the years. Right. So this this applies to like um like you start doing like web page stuff, right? Like yeah. it, like I've got my website for the the podcast yeah. is um, WordPress. Right. Okay. There yeah. are a million things that you can subscribe to on WordPress. Yeah. Those little plugins. I yeah. do not subscribe to any plugins. Now, if there there is one one service that I pay for, I think I get it's like thirty dollars a year. Now I'm okay with that. It's that anti spam thing that gets built oh, yeah. in by automatic. You kind of have to have that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, if you want sure. WordPress, it's almost like the require. It's thirty bucks a year. You know that's yeah. I can handle that. You know right. Um, right. But. If there's a plugin that I think is cool and it's like like a single purchase price that's reasonable, I might consider it, but never yeah. like a, a subscription because yeah. those subscriptions, they just, you forget about them. Yep. <laughs> so easy. And this is, yeah. And, and, you know, you bring up another expense that a lot of us do tend to forget about. I mean, mm. I, I want to say, I don't know the, the exact statistic anymore, but the last time I think we talked about it on our show, um, I want to say it was it was like $140 a month on average people spend on like those types of subscriptions. Crazy. Yeah. It's a lot, you know. And they make it so, really tricky to uh to cancel. Oh, cancel. Right. It drives me. Oh, you got to call you got to call almost like them, you want right? to hire someone to like quit for you. Yeah. Well, there's actually some there's actually some financial tools out there that'll actually do that stuff for you. That's good. You, and of course, guess what, Jeff, you have to pay a subscription to use it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but if let if, us help if, you cancel your, your subscription by subscribing right. to this. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn like I I learned what was it this persuasion trick that that's what they're doing right they're using this persuasion technique they want to make it really really tricky for you to cancel that and to make you right. feel icky to cancel yeah. that and this applies to anything it could be changing your cable company for internet for tv your phone plan it doesn't matter right the first yep. thing you go and figure out like very difficultly how to cancel right yep. <laughs> right? right it's right. like um you call them and the first question they'll say is why do you want to cancel yep and you can't give a reason you should never ever give a reason because you don't need one you right. don't need a reason to stop paying for something you don't want to pay for anymore. Right. So if you want to give a reason, say, I no longer wish to pay for this service. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. They, they, you got it. You can't, if you say anything other than that, if, like an actual reason, they'll have a counter. They've got a list. Right. <laughs> yep. yep. 
I don't like it. Yes. Uh, one of one that comes to mind is uh serious radio. You know, they're really good at that. Right. Um, and, and I do, that's one of the services I, I do subscribe to cause I Me like too. some of their stations that they yeah, have yeah. on there. I, I love serious. I listen to it every well, day. Yeah. Yeah. But they pull that stuff. Like, of I, course. I, I know they raised the price on me and I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay that price. So I, I messaged them. I said, I would just like to cancel if this is the new price. It's just, you know, again, like I just don't want to pay for this service anymore. Right. Oh, well, you know what? We're going to give you the next 90 days for free. Okay. And then it's like, oh, okay, well. I guess I'll keep it for 90 days. But then what happens is then you forget. Yes. You cancel it. And the <laughs> price is there again. That's the stuff that they pull every single time. I, I actually had a couple of things where with my Sirius, because it is, it's got like NFL games on the road. I am often on the road and, and want to listen to an NFL game. And yeah, my phone service is super cheap. So I don't have a lot of data. <laughs> So Sirius is like a, a compromise, right? Yeah, so I can right. listen to an NFL game while I'm driving. And that's basically why I have it. So during the season, I can actually make it cheaper. Right. Or after, I should say, after the season's over, you can go in there and take it down to like music only okay. and, yeah. until NFL starts again. But it's like $5. Is it... <laughs> A yeah, month, right, you know, right. so like I haven't done it, done, done that in a while, but I have done it, you know, in the past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, you, you really have to have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> to want to think yeah. like that level. But yes, I've done yep. it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think, you know, for, for the first part of anybody going to do anything, it's, it is, it's about creating awareness around like these things that we're talking about and, right. and just getting more acquainted with what you've been doing with your money. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's got to be the first thing you do. And what a lot of people tend to do is, you know, they'll start their first budget without really knowing anything about where, where they're spending money. How much right. money on the average are, are they spending, say, on things like groceries and gas and insurance and right, right. prescriptions? And, you know, they'll start Even putting big together things. a budget. Like a, yeah. lot, a lot of people will want to think about like, like, okay, all these little things and they get excited because the, like you said, it, once you start looking, you can find easy things that like there's no pain for anyone. You just forgot you were paying that bill. So once right. you get past that, then you have to start digging a little bit deeper. Right. 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 Yep. Well, exactly. When, uh, I, I, that's why we moved from California to, um, to Vegas, you know, I was like, can we afford to live in, in, in California? Sure. Yes. But, you know, capital gains, they, they tax capital gains at the state level at seven for, for 7%. That's like wow. having two countries. <laughs> yeah, right. And, I, and oh. I, I'm, I'm like planning to retire and I'm going to be living off of capital gains. Right. I, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, right, right. So like, I guess my point is, is like, it, that's got to be like one of those really difficult conversations with the whole fam. Like if you're talking about like, can we afford where we live now? Yep. Right. Yep. Maybe not. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up a valid point too about living, living situations too. There's, you know, this is the, this is a trend I've been seeing on, you know, social media, like, especially like TikTok and things and people creating these videos about, you know, how do you even afford to live anymore? And it's like, well, if you listen to where some of these people live and it's like, well, of course it's expensive to live in the big city, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
you can't, yeah, I can't survive on $150,000 a year anymore. Well, yeah, because you live in a big city. Maybe think right. about moving to a different location. Right, right. Well, I can't do that. Well, you know, see, so a lot of people will just focus too much on what they can't do and not what they, what they can do. Right. You know? Right. Right. And you know, if you're, if you're always focused on everything you won't try or won't do, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to have any sort of growth or any sort of progress there. You got to be willing to make some changes. And I think there are some people, especially some higher income earners. I mean, I think the last statistic that we shared on our podcast is like 25% of them who make $150,000 or more are living paycheck to paycheck right now. Right. And a lot of it comes down to cost of living issues and things like that. It doesn't even really like, I, <clears throat> I think I started out this like, a lot of folks make a lot of money. They make good money, right? Yeah, right. You know, both, you know, two income families, you know, maybe the kids are contributing, maybe they're not. But it's right. not even about the, the money coming in. It's it's more about thinking about what would, you know, I don't even think people that are in debt, right? They don't have any concept of what it's like not to be. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't. You are, you are absolutely right. Right. It's like the, uh, I, I say this, people are always like, Ugh. it's like the kid who craps their pants and doesn't want their pants changed. It's warm, right? It's theirs. They don't want to yeah, take, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, they don't yeah. want to get changed. Yeah. And you're just, you're just sitting in this constant financial stress all the time. You right. don't know any different. Right. And, and it's like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when people hear anything different, like stuff that we're talking about here today, Jeff, like when people hear these different ideas, sometimes it's like, it's almost like, unbelievable like there's no way people could live like that I, I mean there's no way i mean how would i be able to do it well in a lot of ways you're you're looking at your finances with a lot of well, with broken glasses essentially you know you're right. you're you're trying to fix your your finances with the same worn out tools that you've always used and those don't work anymore right know? right and and you're absolutely right breaking that mindset of um i'm always going to be living paycheck to paycheck or you're always going to have a car payment or you're always going to have to have credit cards like yeah yeah sometimes just Getting people to that point is a huge win because if we can huge. get your mindset shifted, I mean, that's when huge. the fun really starts to happen. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, again, I, I clusoed through all of this, but like one of the big aha moments was um, when we were in England. We were leaving England and it was like 2003. Moving to L.A. So L.A. was going to be my last Air Force assignment before I retire. Um, and I was looking at, like, the savings. So we had enough savings in England to buy a car with cash. Right? Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I felt weird and scared. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then, and, and my wife, again, didn't want to do it because <laughs> she said, yeah, but then we wouldn't have money. And I was like, well, we'll still have enough money. And I think we're, we're there now. Right. And yeah. that is just like a life changing moment. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you've done it. Right. Yep. But yep. the very first time that you do that, it's like something clicks in your brain. It's like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. I know people don't do this, but this is a really good move. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Yep. It's yeah. a very, well, especially if you've lived broke as long as I have, you know, right. And you finally get to the point where it's like, holy crap. Like we just got through like the holidays spending only cash. We didn't use any credit cards. Like how cool is that? Or, right. you know, or like you said, even to the point of 
paying cash for a vehicle. I mean, there's so many people who just think that that's just impossible. Impossible. You'd never be able to do that. But right. we got we got people doing it all the time now with people that we've helped over the years. So right, it's right. Just, you know, takes time to get there, but but man, you can get there. You can get there. <laughs> I actually, that's not true. I did spend twenty seven hundred dollars on a car, but that's not a lot of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> this hey, was like a brand car, new car. This yeah. Is, so it was like twenty grand for right. like a Ford Focus right. or something. Yes. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, shoot, even having twenty seven hundred dollars, Jeff. I mean, right now, sixty three percent. I shouldn't even say right now. Over the last six years, seven years. Statistic has pretty much stayed the same, whether it's inflation or COVID, but uh, right around 63% say that they can't afford a $500 expense without going into debt. Wow. $500 unexpected expense. That's 63% of the population can't do that right now. Wow. So even for some, having just $2,700 in the bank is like, that's like life crap. changing. Like right, that's amazing. Right. And, right? and with, and like, you know, uh, the what mindset to leave it alone. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> to not look at it greedily I, and go, I was just talking to somebody today. What can I get? Yes. Right. Yeah. I was just talking to a, a person today. I'm kind of working through and coaching through on this. And they made the joke. They're like, um, can I give you my $3,000 that's in my emergency fund? Because I'm afraid I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, because it is there. That's where that behavior habits, you know, come in. And it's like, you've, you have to, and I did it when I first started, you know, I, I'd have, I'd have some savings and all of a sudden it's like, oh, look at that cool TV over there. And I want right. that. <laughs> and I've got, I've got this money in the bank over here. And how many times I, I screwed myself, you know, and, mm. and went and did something stupid. You, you finally, you know, it's like that whole, you touch the stove, you know, one too many times you realize you could get burned. Right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I did that to myself a lot. And finally yeah. you just, you just learn and it's like, okay, I, I'm not doing that anymore. And, and you start to really build those good solid habits and and you need those like if you're talking about things like you you mentioned you want to retire i mean you think about retirement and you got to leave that shit alone like <laughs> you can't yeah. you can't be diving in there every time right. you need something because that money's for when you're not working anymore you right. know so you need, need to create these kinds of things and i think you know you mentioned like this pretend family they got kids i mean i think this is especially important when you're when you're a parent and you're talking about your kids is is instilling things like that in them because those are the simple, simple, and I say they're simple. They're hard to do in practice, but simple concepts of just putting money away, not touching it, delayed gratification, patience. Um, right. You know, th these are all like really basic concepts that we need to really be pulling into our kids, especially when it comes to their finances. So even teaching them at a young age of how to save and leave their money alone. And when you want something, we're going to, you know, we're going to save up for it. Make a plan. Yeah, yeah, Make right, a plan, right. 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 Simple things to do, um, yeah. you know, because... Uh, so effective when it comes to money management. And and those yeah. are the skills that are the hard things for people to learn. It's not the math stuff. It's not the, you know, budgeting right. at first is hard, but people get the hang of that pretty quickly. People get the concepts of getting out of debt. It's all of the other stuff. It's the discipline. It's the consistency. It's the right. patience. It's, yeah. the, you know, it's all of those characteristics and things that come with changing habits, behaviors, and choices that are the hard things that take time to change. And right. those are the things that that people really need the most help with. Because mm. that, and they're at the root of it for most people, not everybody, but for most people is where the financial problems are coming from. It's a lack of those things that's caused a lot of the issues that they're dealing with. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so <clears throat> when you start with these, these people, like what sorts of like, I guess, roadblocks and like challenges do people run into as a family, right? 
Yeah. I, 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 there's got to be tons of conflict around this stuff. We've already talked about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, how do you get everybody in the family on board on, on a program like this? Yeah, it takes time. Takes time. I, I, um, I will say getting the kids on board is, is, a is a lot easier than say like a reluctant spouse. Right. You know, I think, um, one of the things that you can do as a couple, obviously the two of you need to be on the same page before you get your kids involved. But I think the, the thing that you can do as a couple is have more discussions proactively about where you want to be instead of where you're at right now. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Too Try many to times see where you want to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And too, and too many times we're always playing, we're always playing defense or the only time we're ever talking about money is really when something bad is happening. And typically there's a right. lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of yelling. There's fighting with those right, things. Right, right. I mean, one of the number one causes of divorce in the United States has to do with money, money related fights and arguments. Right. So I think from a, from a couple's perspective, whether you're married or not, and mm. whether even, even, even keep, even if you keep your finances separate, I think the two of you need to have open communication about, okay, how would we like to feel about our finances? Mm. Or when we think about our finances now, how, what are our feelings right now? What, what is, are we embarrassed? Are we ashamed? Are we fearful? Mm. Uh, talk about things that are like non-negotiables. Like, Hey, if you're someone who I'm not a hunter, but I live in Wisconsin, that a lot of people hunts. hunt here, right? Everybody hunts. Yeah. In fact, in November, in fact, I, I, if I, you're not wearing orange, you're a weirdo. <laughs> right. I think I read a statistic in the month of November in Wisconsin. I think uh, during hunting season, we are the eighth largest army in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Geez, if you include Upper Peninsula, Michigan, that would be twice probably, as big. <laughs> probably even bigger, right? But that's great. But 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 talk about those things, you know. Like, um, I I, I want to have these things in our lives, or I want to feel this way, and mm. what's keeping us from from doing that? And then really talk about those feelings with each other. Typically, it's one. It's typically the one person that feels the worst about their finances is the one person who's responsible for the finances in the house, and that that's a lot of weight to. So to bear, you know, right. a lot of stress, uh, upwards of 70% of the population say their number one source of stress and anxiety is their money, money problems. Right. And so <clears throat> if you've got one person responsible for it in the relationship and the other partner isn't pulling their weight, I mean, you're, you're, you're really leaving that partner out in the cold. You know, you right. really need to help them and work through it together. You know, one yeah. person can be responsible for the implementation of the plan, but, but to, but to have that one person have to figure it all out all the time, I think is a, is a huge cop out for that partner that isn't interested or doesn't want to participate. Yeah, right. So I think having these conversations and, and going about them in a little bit more of a proactive way, um, you start to create what we like to call as like a vision or like a why, you know, why do we want to do this work to get out of debt? Well, we want our lives to look like this. We want these things for our kids when we want to be able to go on a cash vacation once a year, we want less debt or we just want to freaking be able to sleep at night without having to worry about what if something happens tomorrow, how the hell are we going to pay for it? You right, know? right. Start creating that for your life. What does that look like? And then what we can do is whittle our way down and figure out, okay, well then what are the action steps that we can take to get to this new place that we want to be? Mm. And once there's buy-in for both partners, now we're both willing to say compromise more. We're both willing to have more open discussions because we have a unified approach and how we're going to go about and where we want to be in our life. Um, I, I mentioned Jeff that I've I've traveled all over the, the the United States and in Canada doing speaking events. And one of the things I'll ask, like if I'm teaching couples, is you know raise your hand if any of you have ever gone through some sort of financial education class or any sort of anything financially related as a as a couple. And hardly anybody, if nobody, raises their hand. Right, they've ever done it. You know, 
this is the first yet, time. <laughs> right. This is right. your first time. Yeah. But yet, you know, this is the number one cause of, of fights. So I think, you know, as a couple, the more proactive you can be in your financial conversations that you're having, uh, I think the better. And I mm. think it all just starts with um, some simple things that you can do. We have a lot of these tools just on our website. You can go out there. They're free. Um, oh, nice. I mean, just listening to our podcast. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do to start opening up those discussions and conversations. Right. Um, but the sad reality, Jeff, is what we deal with a lot is, I mean, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of negative feelings around finances. You know, finances are just very taboo topic for a lot of people. It's just right. something that yes, yes. for a lot yes. of families, it's, it's, well, it's a lot of finger, topic. it's like a finger pointing thing. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's all you, you're the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your fault or right. 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 If, you, and, if we could and, just get you under control and if yeah. both people are saying it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think, you know, we get a lot of that stuff from when we're kids about our financial mindset. A lot of that is learned at a very young age when you're in a family. And, you know, if it depends on how you were raised, like, did your parents do well with money? Did they, did they talk about it openly or was it a shameful topic? We don't discuss mm. those things. Mm, mm, mm. Did you come from maybe say a, a family that was less adequate, maybe, maybe even a poorer family? You know, so, I mean, now you're going to bring this into a relationship as an adult and like, we're just smashing into each other. Right, right. right. Um, it's very so fight, I think fight inducing conflict inducing exactly yes yeah so and you so, know the other thing I I was thinking about um, that I liked about your show and your podcast and the website is you know I've been sort of like bucket in on the other end of financial independence retire early for so yeah. long right like when I when I mention those words to people in my peer group. It, 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 you know, I, they're not anywhere near fi, fire, anything, right? Yeah, right. So, and then I, there's this other guy who is saying essentially the same thing that we're all talking about, but his called how to live your rich life, right? There's a buzzword. People go, I don't want to be rich. Leave me alone. I'm not listening to that, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's all right. the same stuff, but yeah. I think you really have to hit people where they are. Right. Right. So if you're like, like our imaginary couple, right. They don't want to hear about uh, rich. They don't want to hear about financial independence. They just want to be able to pay their freaking bills. You know, you got it. Yeah, you got it. Right. right. That's why we don't, you know, I, I, even the word, you know, debt free dad or our workshop that we have, that's free on our website. It's called life without payments. I, I tell people right away. It's like, we're called these things and this is the name of these things, but get that out of your mind right away. Let's just focus on small things like, hey, if you're just getting started, let's focus on like, shit, not using credit cards for a month. Let's start there. Right. Can we can we go for a month without it? And then if wow. we go for a month, maybe we go two months. And if we go for two months and we go for three months, then we, you know, we're going to build on that. Sooner or later, you prove to yourself like, holy crap, I can actually do this. I'm right, not right, going right. to prove it to you. Right. It's it's going to be your actions that are really going to prove that you can do the work. Okay. So uh, that's an interesting and, action step right there. You just said, yeah. don't put anything on credit. <laughs> and that makes it's, sense. Right. It's something that yeah. I never thought about, but yes, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Just, just say it, no for a little bit and just, wow. let's see if yeah. how far you can go. Like just start right. small, start with like, I'm going to do it for like, if you're someone who's always using credit cards or, you know, you're using them on a regular basis, then say, Oh, I'm going to start with a week. I'm not going to do credit cards for a week. And I'm going to, I'm going to go do what Brad says to do. And I'm going to do it for a week. We're going to see if it works. And if I can do it a week, maybe I can do it too. And you just build on that. It's all, right, all about right. taking those little steps. Sure. That's amazing. So, so talk a little bit about this Roots program and, uh, yeah. and, and 
like some of the success stories in there. Cause yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, it looked amazing. <laughs> Not yeah. that much money. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Very, very affordable. And, uh, so when I was getting out of debt, I, I realized like the one thing that I was lacking the most, it, education is out there. Like, listen, you can, you go learn yeah. how to be out of debt today. Search, get out of debt on Google. You'll have 2 billion resources right at your fingertips to start learning how to do it. Right. Um, and, and we teach a lot of it on our, on our podcast for free. Like it's right. out there. Right? It's there. Um, the, the thing that we struggle with the most though, is like we've talked about on today's show, Jeff is, is, is the other things. It's the patience, the consistency, the discipline, being accountable and sticking with it. Cause we're mm. all great at starting, you know, we're all great at starting. Right. Um, as we're, as we're recording this, you know, it's the last day of January We're in the, you know, the new year started, everyone had their new year's resolutions or some people did, but you know, 80% of people have given up on their New Year's resolutions by the end of January. Right. <laughs> and it's and it's not because they don't know how to do it. I mean, I'm right. sure they do. Like they know how to get to the gym, they know how to open the door, they know how to get on the machines. But right? they don't they don't know how to cancel their membership. <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of us don't, right? Because there's that yeah, I'm gonna go back. I'm yeah, gonna go back. Yeah. Right? I'm pot committed. I have to go. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna but, <laughs> Yeah. But what but where a lot of us struggle is is continuing with it. It's sticking with it long term. We can all do things for 30 days, maybe 60 days, maybe even 90 days if you're an overachiever. But after that, right. it starts to get a little murky, right? We start yeah, to yeah, fall yeah. off the wagon some sooner or later. You know, those friends keep asking us to go out to lunch at work and we keep saying yes. And sooner or later, you're kind of back to your old ways. And and it's not because you don't know how to do the stuff that you're supposed to do. It's just because you lack support and accountability. And mm. so I wanted to create that environment to help people through that process because that's where uh, the results come from. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, right. It, it's not, it's not learning how to do everything in education because all of that's there. We also will give you that in roots, but the big part of what we do is the support and accountability to stick with it. And okay. those people, so it's who like are a community it, you've got to like say, Hey, I'm really struggling talking to spouse about this or the kids are going crazy about bingo. this. Right. Right. You got it. It's yeah, all it's the, a, it's all the, not the nuts and bolts thing, but it's correct. the, it's the thing that actually that you're working on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Changing right. Your mind. Right. You got it. And, and the cool part about it is that there's hundreds of other people that are like-minded that also have similar goals as you that are also mm. in this community. So and they're struggling. They're and they're struggling. struggling. They're working right. through those things. They're, they're having conversations. And for a lot of people, money is not something that we openly talk about in right. our social circles. We don't talk right. about it with friends the most unless we buy a new car. Right. Right. Unless we buy a new car or go on a fancy vacation, we'll post that shit on you know social media all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the 70% of people that are living paycheck to paycheck, well, they ain't talking about that on social media. And they certainly right. aren't admitting that to friends and family for the most part. Right. 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 So this gives you an opportunity and an environment for those people who are willing to stand up and say, hey, I want to do something different right now. Mm. Um, and there's this new trend right now, Jeff, going on social media, especially TikTok. It's called loud budgeting. That's the term. Loud budgeting <laughs> is, the, is the buzzword right now, right? I love it. And, I, I love and, it. And, and, and loud budgeting for the younger generation has turned into, hey, I'm, I'm going to be more vocal and just say instead of I can't afford it, I'm just choosing not to spend. You know, I'm choosing this because I yeah. want to oh, have huge. better for my financial life, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's ultimately what we've created in Roots is an environment for you to loudly talk about your financial challenges, your celebrations, your goals, the things that you want to achieve. Right. And then also to be able to get help from someone like me who's helped thousands of people do it, you know, right, right. And, and to be able to lean on people who are actually getting those types of results and are changing their finances. And again, these are normal everyday people. I mean, I just had a teacher, a teacher on my podcast 
been in our program for four years. She's paid off over 150 grand. Wow. A wow. Normal person. You know? Wow. That's so, amazing. I mean, these are, these are normal everyday people that are, we're helping. And it's not like, you know, they're, they're all, you know, doctors and lawyers and making these huge incomes. These are, these are normal everyday people with normal life challenges, just like right. everybody else. And, right, and they're right. just saying, Hey, I want to, I want to do this different. And, yep. uh, Roots is creating that environment in order to get those types of results. So that's ultimately what it is at the end of the day is the support and accountability group. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody listening, uh, Brad has been there. So how long have you been debt-free? Uh, I've been, uh, I'm approaching 11 years. Wow. Yeah, 11 years outside of my mortgage. I still have a mortgage. Yeah, I ha- um, mortgages don't count. <laughs> mortgages, yeah. Yeah, they don't. Because it's, it, um, especially now. Oh, my God. Oh, I think it'd be uh, I've got like impossible, 2. I think. six something, right? 2.5 something on my interest yeah. rate for my loan. Yeah. And, yep. uh, and then I think my, what is it? It's a savings account is now making 5% APY. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, so, yeah, you have a high yield. Right. So yeah, it's, it would be stupid right now. Yeah, right. I'm in the same boat. My mortgage is 2.75. It would be stupid to take money out of my high yield savings account to pay down my mortgage or right. pay it off. Right. Because I'm making more money with it in savings right now. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and money costs money. You know, that's right. another one thing that you, you have to, you know, remember, right? Yep. Um, yep. And I just went through this because I'm trying to convince my wife to quit her damn job so we can go okay. out and do space A travel and be fully retired. Instead, yeah. I'm sitting around in the house, bored, <laughs> without my job. No, I don't want to get another job. So um, one of the things that she brought up was she was like, I know I'm getting close to quitting, but how's the mortgage doing, right? And I'm like, it's this much. And she's like, oh, it would be so much better if that were just paid off. And I'm like, oh, this shit again. <laughs> I thought we were over this. <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, it never ends. Even, right. even, even when you're done, you're not done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. So, okay. Yeah, I know. So, uh, you are at, uh, debtfreedad.com. So how can folks best get in touch with Brad Nelson? Yeah. If you want to, um, obviously you go to debtfreedad.com. Um, that's a great place to start. Our podcast is there. Lots uh, of free stuff. We have you can start for free. free. Yep. Start for free. We got some free, free workshops, free tools that are out there for you to get started with. Uh, as far as podcasts, uh, if you want to look at certain episodes and interested in certain topics, some of our most popular ones are like, Hey, what's the best way to pay off debt? What are some of those methods? Uh, you go check out episode number 213. We're going to, we share specifically those methods and what are the best ones to get out of debt. Okay. I can link uh, to episode, that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 169. Like if you're someone who is feeling like kind of what we talked about, you know, I make a decent income, but I'm barely able to afford my bills or pay down debt or save money. Like, what do I do in that situation? Episode 169 is going to be a great episode for you to get started with. So 213 um, and 169. 213 and 169. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, those are going to be some of our more popular shows. But again, we we the cool part about our podcast and what I like about it is we're all normal people. We're all from different walks of life. We've got Katie who's single and on a single income. And she started out this whole process Jeff making just $13 an hour five years ago. Mm. She has now paid off over $140,000 of debt on a single income as a single person in you five know, years. In, in, in a weird way, she's got it easier than somebody with married with kids. <laughs> and, we talk, and, the cool, and we talk about that on the show a lot. We, and yeah. a, that's a cool when part you're about single, our show. When you're single, yeah. you don't have to argue with anybody other you than yourself. 
You got it. Yep. So you, you single people, at, at least you don't have to deal with other folks. You know. Yes. Correct. So that's that. Trust me, it's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it can be easier for sure. But yeah, I mean, so we we all come from different backgrounds, but we've all achieved or are achieving. Uh, financial freedom and getting out of debt. And, and we're just mm. sharing on the show, hey, we're normal everyday people. These are the challenges that we have. These are the things that we're facing. And here's how we're dealing with it based on how we handle our finances now. And by the way, you can do this too. And that, I think, so if, if you're someone who's out there like interested or like we talked about having trouble with this mindset of like, you can actually live without debt, making a normal income, go yes. listen to the Defrey Dad podcast yes, because that, that show will help turn on some light bulbs for you right. and get you thinking differently. I, I, right before we go... Yeah. Let's talk about some of the favorite things you get to do because you're debt free. Oh my gosh. Favorite things. <laughs> you get to here do. comes one here comes one right now. She's behind me. <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> There's my daughter. Yeah. So well, that's one of the things for me is uh being with my kids. You know, I I've, I work from home. I'm able to set my own hours. Right. I oh, have nice. I have what I call is uh time freedom. That's what I shot for. And that's where how my goals changed, especially that's as awesome. I got out of debt is I wanted to create more time in my life and not not more than 24 hours, but just I wanted to have more, more chunks of time throughout the day Brad to be able time. to do the things that I love. Right. Yes, right, 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 right. So there are some days where I only have to work three or four hours because I've got a I've got a really great automated business and I've got some great team members that work with me and I'm able to spend more time picking up my kids from school, helping them with homework, going out and doing things. Um, you know, sometimes it's just chilling out, right? Yeah. Um, we spend a lot of time camping. I've got a seasonal camper. Camping. Yeah, yeah. It's about two hours from my house and we have a seasonal site up there. One year we spent uh, 90 nights there and I can work wow. from anywhere, wow. which is cool. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I can work from my camper as long as I got an internet signal, like I'm good. Like, so I, I think awesome. having that freedom and yeah. just being able to do what I want, be my own boss. I mean, those have, and being with my kids, um, those have been some of the the greatest benefits of all of this. That's um, amazing, and that's that's, that's the, the cool thing ripple to shoot effect. For. Yeah, that's yes. the thing to shoot for. Yeah, Brad, that's the cool is, ripple effect. This has been a blast. Yes, thanks, Jeff. It's been great. What's the daughter's name again? Sorry, her name her name is Avery. Avery, thanks for hanging out with us for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> She loves being down here doing the podcast. She's like pushing all the buttons on the machines. Me. She so. can't hear me. That's right. You got no, the headphones. No. In. <laughs> no. She's trying to give me signs and stuff. It's awesome. All right, Brad. Have a weekend. Hi. Hi, Avery. <laughs> she doesn't she hear you now. Hi. hi. I like, She's shy. I like your hair. It looks good up. <laughs> all right, brother. You have a good all one. All right. Go take you too. Care Thanks of so much. All right. All right. Let's we'll see you. Bye bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.